This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Dam bill finally moves. Sequestration goals coming soon. And SCOTUS ruling could have broad impact. Committee reluctantly passes bill on ag dams. The Senate Natural Resources Committee has approved a bill for updating a state water code for regulating reservoirs. The committee had stalled the bill for more than a year over fears that deregulating dams would lead to widespread failures throughout the state. Committee Chair Henry Stern of Canoga Park, who abstained from voting, argued the bill would relinquish state oversight of the small reservoirs. Republican Senator Shannon Grove of Bakerfield took offense, arguing local jurisdiction would instead assume oversight and said many of those dams are just four feet high. Stern countered that they could be as tall as the hearing room and lobbied for amending the bill to allow only 40 low-hazard dams. Now, the bill's author, GOP Assembly member Heath Flora of Ripon, responded that the reservoirs have no headwater pressure to propel catastrophic flooding if one were to fail. He also added, agriculture is often frustrated with the slow pace of state oversight with the facilities. Legislature considers carbon sequestration goals for ag. A separate Senate committee approved a measure yesterday to set aggressive carbon sequestration goals on natural and working lands. An agricultural coalition stood in opposition with California Farm Bureau's Taylor Roshan, arguing uh, this would swing the state's climate goals too far in the opposite direction. Roshan agreed that the potential of sequestration has been undervalued, but reasoned as well that addressing this is not the role of lawmakers, but of the Air Resources Board as it updates California's climate scoping plan. She argued the bill's ambitious targets are based on unreliable studies that don't factor in the many crises farmers are facing from drought to input costs and the loss of prime farmland. Roshan also worried about layering another system over carbs leading out voluntary carbon markets and stymieing private investment. Now on that move during a recent CARB hearing on the draft climate scoping plan update, Roshan pushed back on staff recommendations to convert 20% of agriculture to organic by 2045. She worried about forcing an oversupply of organic products and removing the financial benefit from converting to organic. The American Farmland Trust says smart growth is needed to reduce loss of ag land. A new report from the American Farmland Trust projects that if the current trend of farmland conversion continues, the United States will lose an area nearly the size of South Carolina in the not-too-distant future. AFT's new Farms Under Threat 2040, choosing an abundant future, says smart, compact growth is the key to attesting the losses of prime farmland. Citing an earlier report, AFT said that between 2001 and 2016, the nation lost 2,000 acres of farmland a day. That's a total of about 11 million acres. At that rate, between 2016 and 2040, the U.S. would lose 18.4 million acres, nearly as large as the area mentioned of the Palmetto State. 
of this total, 6.2 million acres to be converted to urban and highly developed land uses, such as commercial buildings, industrial sites, and moderate to high-density residential development, the report says. The remaining 12.2 million acres would be converted to low-density residential areas, which range from large lot subdivisions to rural areas with proliferation of scattered houses. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Court's greenhouse gas decision expected today, shaping up to be another very important day for the Supreme Court and the final day of their term. The justices are set to rule on a case that would have sweeping ramifications for the federal government's regulatory authority. At issue in the case is the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to regulate greenhouse gases from power plants. The Clean Power Plan, which coal companies in 20 states are challenging, was never actually implemented. But the court could nonetheless decide that giving EPA authority to regulate, quote, outside the fence line emissions would violate what's known as the major questions doctrine. If so, the impact of the decision could reach beyond the ability of environmental regulators to address climate change, but other threats. Rural electric cooperatives support limiting EPA's authority. Environmental groups, climate scientists, and major power companies such as Consolidated Edison are opposing the uh, coal companies and the states. Now, also on tap for today, the Department of Agriculture releases its annual survey of U.S. crop plantings. Analysts are expecting the annual H-Grid report based on a survey conducted earlier this month to show higher corn acreage and fewer soybean acres, as well as wheat plantings that USDA had forecast back in March. Ships prepare to set sail and cut emissions. Yara Marine Technologies, a division of the Norwegian fertilizer giant Yara International, is teaming up with the ocean carrier Berg Bulk to install massive 50-meter-high sails on ships that are expected to reduce carbon dioxide emissions on ocean-going vessels, much as 30%. Yara International shipping 28.4 million metric tons of fertilizer to customers around the globe in 2021. That's according to the company. Wind has been the most evident ship propulsion for centuries, Yara Marine CEO Thomas Corradonis said. We are excited that industry-leading companies like Berg Bulk have the vision and commitment to equip their vessels with wind-assisted propulsion technologies. Disaster relief tops $4 billion. USDA has now paid farmers and ranchers more than $4 billion under the new emergency relief program, compensating producers for the disaster losses in 2020 and 2021. Producers have until July 22nd to complete applications during the first phase, during which USDA expects to pay out more than $6 billion. So what's next, Will? In mid-July, the Farm Service Agency will be sending pre-filled applications to about 9,000 eligible producers who had coverage under the the Non-Insured Crop Disaster Assistance Program, the NAP. And finally, here's today's He Said It. We believe that natural and working lands are the red-headed stepchild that needs more love. That's Vincent Warat Madjip. Government Affairs Manager at the Climate Center on Carbon Sequestration Bill in the State Senate. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 30th. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.